Hi, Kit McCarty here, welcoming you to Now I See, a podcast where people of vision share their eye-opening experiences that helped them shift focus, gain perspective, and see themselves and their world in a whole new way. We invite you to pull up a chair to the conversational table, pour yourself a drink, and enjoy our show. We're hoping our time together will encourage, elevate, and engage you toward your own eye-opening moments. Back by popular demand is our guest, Dave Arden. Welcome, Dave. Good afternoon, Kathleen. (laughs) So good to have you here today. Dave, a speaker, author, and the founder of Chosen to Speak was on Now I See in April of this year, shortly after his book, Chosen to Speak, had been translated into Russian. At that time, Dave was coaching his first group of Russian speakers online with the help of a translator, and in September, went to Moscow to meet with a group in person. This was Dave's first trip to Moscow, and I feel fairly confident it won't be his last. Then in October, Dave hosted a speaker's rally for coaches and clients involved with the Chosen to Speak project, including one of the project's first graduates, a man from Kenya, who's now leading groups there. So today we want to talk about your trip, Dave, and what's happening now with the Chosen to Speak and what's next for you and your organization. Where do you want to start? Well, I'm sure excited to be here, Kathleen. Thank you so much. And uh, I know your show keeps growing and just your uh, charisma and enthusiasm for the people you interview and just genuinely care. So I appreciate the chance to be here and just to share uh, a little bit of our story this year. It's been an exciting year for us. Yeah, it has been fun. So where do you want to start? You wanted to start talking about uh, Russia um, or with uh, your Kenya group or? Yeah, let's start with Russia. Russia's the, we've had a lot of highlights this year. I've been thinking about that. Um, but Russia's exciting. You know, Russia's really helped us expand our vision, expand our outreach. The, Holy, the Lord Jesus has blessed us with really a unique opportunity to, to go to Moscow. When this ministry first got started the last few years here, uh, as it's been getting rolling, that wasn't really on our radar per se. But, you know, the Lord has bigger plans and you never know what God's going to do next. So we got, we got involved last October on that virtual mission trip, got to start coaching in February, uh, once or twice a month with some men, some believers up there with the help of a translator. And then, of course, invited me out uh, last summer to go in September. So I had a great time out there. It was really difficult to get there with COVID restrictions changing every day. Literally, I got stuck in L.A. for a couple of days and really wasn't sure I was going to be uh, able to make it after th- three hours on hold with Delta Airlines. But by the grace of God, the door opened back up. And on the third day, finally got out there and was able to land and really had a great time. Sweet fellowship with the believers over there, church planting network over there, um, a neat group and, and excited. They're hungry. They want to learn. They want to grow. They want more of the Lord. They want more of what we have to offer in Christ. And it's just exciting. So the, although the ground's tough out there, it's slow moving in parts and places. But Mo- Moscow is so dynamic, uh, 12, 15 million people plus, just booming city, historic city, uh, just hard enough to put in words. Really, I don't think you can overstate the culture and the distinctive city that uh, that it is in Europe there and just has that European feel, if you will. But yeah, we're going to, we got to meet church planters out there, uh, got to go speak and share the gospel at some places where there were homes for disabled youth and for those who are uh, suffering and, and going through rehab with, uh, with alcoholic uh, substance abuse. But really want to go back and uh, uh, just continue what we've, we've started out there. It's been really a blessing. Well, it's been a lot of fun because Chosen to Speak is more than just a speaker's organization. It's also a leadership development organization. And so you had an opportunity not only to speak with people who are leading churches, but also leading movements, um, leading ministries. And you're now working with some clients who are not necessarily attached to a church. How's that going? 
Well, that's it. You know, we really are. We, we want to help people come along cycle. The purpose of our organization is really to help people find confidence in their leadership voice. And for those people in the church or outside of the church, there's opportunities to really, really examine where they are. Uh, when, a, when a mechanic hears a truck engine that's got kind of an off sounding, he, uh, he pops the hood basically and kind of find out what's missing literally with engine or what's, what's going awry. And so that's essentially the heart of our ministry is to pop the hood on leadership and say, what's going well uh, in your voice and your leadership? Where are the, the kinks, the, the hisses, if you will, and what's missing? And it just takes a lot of trust and time to build those relationships. But our heart's desire is to build safety and the kind of listening environment where we can come on just to say, hey, we're to serve you. We're to listen to you. We want to be your champion to help you speak better. And so so that's been fun, uh, whether it's been, you know, a real estate um, uh, gentleman that's out there that's developing a real estate team. We got to work with him. Church planters have been fun to work with or just members of a of a, a church leadership ministry, a ministry team just to be able to listen to them and help them find the, find their voice has been been fun. It's an exciting opportunity. We love We love doing it. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what's happening with Chosen to Speak in Africa. Uh, Nathan, our our uh, our coach out there, our chosen speak rep out in uh, Kenya, has just really been our, our poster child, our our, uh, our stellar leader. He's just he's really he's a young guy, but he's a passionate guy, and he's got a strong um, presence about him that he just wants to take this and go on the go. So he's been basically going into you know his own area in Kenya, but then also going on the road, starting two groups. He's also got an orphanage. He's got people that he's taken through our training, uh, even as he's completing the training himself. Here's a guy that's so excited about sharing it. We're not even really done with our, our whole training at ourselves. I meet with him monthly and have been for the last year or so. And we're, uh, But he's taken it. He's reproducing the training. He's reproducing the message. He's reproducing essentially a Christ confidence in their area and just love working with him, love his heart, and uh, learning from him as well. We're not just here to teach others and encourage others. We're here to learn ourselves. I'll be the first to say I'm not a – a professional, professional speaker. I've grown a lot. I've learned a lot, but we're learning from others in their context and their part of the world, what works for them, uh, sharing God, sharing God's confidence and God's heart for their area. And so I just look forward to a really exciting year. In fact, I'm hoping to get out there next year as well to Africa and see what God is doing firsthand in their world. But he's got a lot of love to share and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hope for his people. And he brought such an interesting dynamic to our conversation at the speakers rally uh, this fall. So that was fun too. Um, So it sounds like chosen to speak is just for men, but we know that's not true. I've had the opportunity to also coach some women. So um, we are still looking for coaches and clients. Uh, So tell people how they can find you and how they can get involved. Kelly, thanks for sharing about that, about women as well. Um, This story actually would not have been written without my own mother. I've dedicated this story to my own mother, Carol Arden, who passed away. Carol Linard passed away a few years ago in 2018. But my mom had such a strong voice of encouragement in my life. Uh, she was the first person that came to, to me and says, hey, you know, Dave, I think the Lord's really calling you into ministry when I was like 17. Uh, she was the one back in school that told me, hey, you can do good grades. And even though I had some insecurities and a lot of lack of confidence over the years, she has been a champion for me. She was the one in the, in the stands when I'm playing basketball that would yell literally rebound. And so... This story and this ministry really would not be here without without my mother and without the result of a strong female voice in uh, in my life and and in the, in the influence of this ministry. So I, I do shout out when I honor her, but also biblically, there's some really strong examples from the Word of women who have a strong voice. Miriam uh, from the story of Moses is a national iconic figure celebrating God's joy and victory after they crossed 
through the uh, the Red Sea that parted. Uh, we've got uh, Zipporah, the wife of Moses, who really helped spare him by going to bat and championing Moses by uh, really uh, defending him when his uh, kids weren't circumcised and the angels really there to take him out. So uh, that's been uh, that's another voice. So we really want to we have women on our team, women on our board, and we are just excited about um, giving women opportunity to. To have a voice, I really feel like in the church today we're not giving women that voice. That church, a lot of a lot of churches understand pastor leadership. He's called to that, but women have a voice, have a place up on stage, you know, to share. Uh, many of our church uh, attendees, our members, right, are women, and when there's not a presence on stage to talk to them and speak to them uh, in different ways, it really, I think, lessens their value. So we're, we really want to champion women as well as part of the ministry. Thanks. I appreciate that. And especially in, in traditional churches, women do have a lot of liter- leadership roles, including women's ministry, children's ministry, a lot of the service ministries like bereavement and greeters, uh, people who welcome people into the church. Um, so th- those are traditional roles, but we are seeing other uh, roles open up for women to speak and to preach uh, and to teach classes. And so I think that that's exciting and, and we need to be an organization that helps people prepare for that. So I really appreciate the opportunity not only to grow with your organization, but to be able to encourage other women on that journey as well. You said something interesting. Uh, You said that your mom used to yell from the stands, rebound. And as I'm thinking about what you said, so much of this ministry, this work that you're doing is a rebound. You know, you were speaking uh, publicly before you received coaching. And so your coaching journey was a rebound, uh, a reboot. Um, And in many ways, it was for me too. And I think also for maybe some of our Russian uh, partners who were running businesses, who were teaching, but it benefited, rebounded, and grew through uh, opportunity to be involved here and probably also for Nathan as well in Africa. So uh, what would you say to, uh, to that idea about rebounding and rebooting? That's a great question. Uh, this really is a recovery ministry. I do really consider myself a late bloomer. Uh, I didn't get coaching for years. Uh, my biggest regret that I, is that I waited so long to really get the help. But when you're having trouble uh, finding your voice, uh, the trouble is who do you get to? Who do you ask for help? Uh, a lot of pastors can't find somebody in the church, and you know, a third of our ministry is the pastoral leadership types that they can't trust. Not that people aren't in the church aren't going to give them encouragement, but they really want an honest, uh, good assessment of where they're speaking. So. For pastors and leaders, even it's a chance to reboot and help them get even better uh, at speaking. Uh, for somebody who's struggling in life, we do we have, really have a recovery component with the ministry because a lot of this is recovery bent. We have we weave the gospel through the story of Moses' redemptive mission to deliver uh, deliver you know Israel, the Israelites uh, from slavery in Egypt. So that's a big part of it, right? God's redemptive work to come in there and deliver, to redeem, to restore brokenness. Uh, uh, to restore those who are broken, to restore those who are hurting, uh, to restore those who are just under the bondage of sin, essentially. Uh, one of the things that surprised me about uh, the writing of this, and the Lord uh, wrote through me this story over about five years, is that that Moses' his community really helped him to find his confidence. Uh, he had to keep going back to Pharaoh. He had to keep engaging his community. And he got the rep, so to speak, in the practice. Uh, he got to work out the rough, the rough edges by just continuing to to banter and and to uh, excuse me to batter at, through his banter, if you will, <laughs> uh, the, the the walls that were in front of him, and that and that's why I want to encourage people today. There's walls in front of you. There's challenges in front of you. Maybe you're just trying to share the gospel with a friend, or share Christ's love with a coworker, or maybe you've got a crazy cousin that you're just trying to get through to. It's that 
obstacle and that challenge that is a, the great opportunity for growth. You need to learn to speak. You need to learn to grow. Uh, for me, uh, trying to plant churches and getting involved in sp- speaking to a church planting community uh, who's really slow to buy in, uh, it's tough. So Jesus, here's our opportunity. Moses says, I don't have the words. I'm not eloquent. I'm going to come up short. And the Lord, what do he say? I'm going to give you the words. I'm going to teach you what to say. Go. I'm going to, I'm here for you. And we'll speak. And, and I'm sending you a coach. (laughs) And you got help. Yes. Yeah. Aaron has an interesting role in this. Uh, We can talk about that too, if you want. It's up to you. I want to talk about Aaron a little bit. All right, let's do it. Aaron Aaron is chapter five in our story. And uh, uh, Aaron plays an interesting role. You don't usually hear Aaron spoken about in many leadership circles or many leadership conversations at all these days. And there's a, there's a pretty good reason for that. One of them is he, you know, he was the one that uh, turned uh, the golden calf uh, up. You know, when Moses was delayed on the mountain, uh, he's actually has a, a you know an undermining season of his life where he goes after Moses' leadership. But there's some really good things that happen with Aaron that we do need to talk about and give him balance view. One of the things is Aaron really helped Moses connect with Israel and uh, establish that voice with with the nation. A guy who'd been gone for forty years, a guy who'd been missing in action, and all of a sudden he's coming back. So just getting him connected to Israel is important. Just helping him realize his voice matters is important. Uh, Moses becomes the head of their uh, the priesthood of Aaron, right? And uh, is actually uh, an ancestor of John the Baptist. They mourned Aaron for 30 days after his death. So clearly he had a national role, an important role, and a strategic role in the formation of Israel. Yeah, he had his moments, but there's some positive things to look at him. And, and we do try to glean the positive from his life. Well, isn't that the case for all of us? We all have our positive moments and then the other moments. <laughs> That's so true, you know. And these these biblical characters have had two thousand years of us reading about them, but uh, most of us don't have the quite the uh, the following that those characters have had in terms of what people are reading about them over the years. Well, and that's one of the reasons that I love your book so much too, is because you're very vulnerable and you share the highlights and lowlights in your life and uh, your speaking journey. And it's just so readable and relatable. So again, I encourage anybody to pick up a copy of Chosen to Speak by Dave Arden, and you can find that on all the book outlets, including Amazon and Warner Press. So um, as we think about where that journey is taking you, let's talk a little bit about what happened at the speaker rally in the fall. Uh, You have those periodically where you bring on expert coaches and invite clients and coaches to join. You know, one of the challenges of this ministry is is, uh, coaching has been a big thing in leadership the last 10 or 15 years or more, but speaking coaching is relatively new. I mean, they've been around for years, but as a a movement, as an enterprise. So we're not only trying to equip and and, and, um, transform raise up clients, but we've also got to really raise up coaches. And uh, somebody sitting out there, maybe listening to us, that's a believer. Uh, they want to make a, disciples, but they're not sure how. And they just also need some confidence. So we do have rallies uh, three times a year and really provide support for coaches, somebody who could come alongside uh, family members or Bible study or somebody who wants support and, and really can be a good disciple maker. We're also equipping disciple makers. So the coaching part is as we talk about that a little bit, is it fun? I've asked coaches what they've enjoyed about it. Certainly what I've enjoyed about it is I've done as I've done a lot of coaching is you build closer relationships. You're asking good questions and you're just drawing people out. And you're just there to serve and support them, to to help them help them be stronger who they are and, and find their identity in, in Christ. Uh, do you have to be a great speaker to be a coach? Uh, no, you don't. Uh, now, Aaron did have some qualities, and there are some things that help about being a good speaker to be a, a good coach, but – you can coach somebody without having necessarily to be a good speaker yourself because you can 
you can encourage them with what's what they're doing well. You can encouraging them how to get better. You can things like rate, uh, things like content. So even a lost person can tell a pastor when they've done a lousy job with a message, right? So uh, so anybody can really be uh, able if they're honest, loving, caring. One thing we do ask of coaches is they're respectful and encouraging. We do want them to have kind of even temperament uh, nobody as a speaker wants to hear somebody say you know that's the worst message <laughs> heard, and you just laid a terrible egg and you should get another job you know that's just not what we want to hear although maybe there's times we need to hear some encouragement some strong words and we need ironing sharpening iron and to iron sharpening iron to be able to to smooth out the rough edges we need honesty but it does need to be done in love we want our coaches to be loving uh, encouraging and supportive of those they serve Yes, there's a way to earn the right to say those kinds of things. I don't think you open the gate with that. So we're going to take a break right now. We'll be back in just a minute or two with our guest today, Dave Arden. You're listening to Now I See with our guest, Dave Arden. I love hearing about Dave's adventures and how his organization is growing. Friends, you can join Now I See on our adventure and help us grow by sharing our podcasts, rating and reviewing, which increases our visibility, reach, and impact, and by interacting with us on our platforms. Visit us at nis.media, on Facebook, Twitter, or on our newly launched Instagram account, Now I See Media. That's now. I see dot media. Leave your comments and questions there. Thanks again for your help with the Foster Kids Drive. Christy assures us the kids will be overjoyed, if not overwhelmed, by the generosity and support of people just like you. Join us next week for all things Christmas with our guest, Linda Jenkins, who has nine, yes, count them, nine decorated Christmas trees at her house, and over 250 Santas of every shape and size. She'll be talking about why she loves Christmas, and will be sharing tips about making your Christmas even merrier. Now, back to today's show featuring Dave Arden. And we're back with our special guest today, Dave Arden. So Dave, before the break, we were talking about coaches with Chosen to Speak. Let's talk a little bit about clients because we know that the coaching-client relationship is so important. Yeah, clients are really what drive our ministry. It's what drives me uh, every month to move forward with this ministry. We're looking for people that are struggling to find that leadership voice. Maybe they had a, a difficult child or maybe they haven't fit in church. Uh, maybe they've been asked to share uh, the gospel in places with other people, but they really haven't been equipped to do so. Churches are really, we're really good about telling people to do the work, but we're not really good about showing them how to do the work. So we're really trying to get and appealing to those people who they want to get stronger in their leadership. They want to get stronger in their leadership voice, but they just don't know how. And so that's where this coaching client relationship really does make a difference. We're providing a safe a place, a safe relationship to grow together, uh, to learn together and to expand capacity together by by confronting our fears and by, by looking at the opportunities out there and by getting practice, essentially reps, to be a better speaker. And this is where the church plays a key role in that. I really uh, believe the church is a platform for developing leadership and developing discipleship. And churches need to be that place where they can have a, an opportunity, a platform for people to grow in speaking and create those opportunities. 
Absolutely. So where are some of the places that we're looking for coaches and clients? Well, we're, we're based in the, we're based in Arizona here, but we also have uh, connections in Texas. Uh, our two key coaching gurus come out of California. That's a, uh, that's a big uh, prospective area for us. And, and just churches that would say, you know, we're willing to help develop and, and disciple our leaders to have a voice. And so the win for a client essentially is, is to, give a, uh, to give a presentation at church or for a business person, it's giving a business sales presentation. It could be uh, just sharing the gospel with a group of friends. We really want to create the opportunity and create the win for that client that says, I need to get some success. I need to get a few ones under my belt and then I need to get on my way. So that's at the heart of our ministry is how we find people that really are struggling. They're searching. Um, part of our, our story, part of my story is if, if you can hear how bad I was and how many words got in the way for me, then you'll know, Hey, maybe if that guy can do it, you know, if that, if that, uh, train wreck of a speaker can become something, <laughs> you know what, maybe they're so for me who just has a few problems to becoming a better speaker. Cause I really had uh, a major, uh, I had some major hurdles I had to get over. I think a lot of people, one of their major hurdles is just fear, fear of uh, not re- not being able to articulate their ideas well or not having an idea that's compelling enough for people to listen to or not having a platform from which to speak. Several of my clients have been interested in launching podcasts or starting an online uh, video or teaching a Bible study. And so those were jumping off places or those were they're considered wins. So this can take a person really anywhere, uh, improve their business skills, their leadership skills, their um, involvement in community. It could be just somebody that wants to speak up at a board meeting or at a PTA meeting or at a a school board meeting, Uh, somebody with political aspirations. So there are lots of places and the client gets to determine what their win is. Um, And as a coach, it's such a joy to be able to come alongside somebody and to help open doors and to cast a broader vision. Well, the coach really is uh, his... his, uh key role is listening. Uh, one of the first biblical principles that come out of our story is the importance of listening. If you struggle with speaking, I got good news for you. That is listening comes first. Listening, who is our audience? How can we communicate? Our first ever client was a was a, a gentleman ironically named Moses, Moses Asivas, who comes into our, our, our lives, who's got a real estate background and for years has been able to connect one-on-one with clients or one-on-two, but when he got into big groups, he would just melt apart. And uh, that's a problem when you're a real estate person and you got a presentation you want to make to investors when suddenly your presentation goes sideways because of fear or because of insecurity. You've suddenly not only uh, lost the moment, you you probably lost a sale and you've had trouble. But by the grace of God, he's come in with us, got on board with us and really found a rhythm, uh, found confidence and been able to see more fruit and uh, more fruitful uh, effectiveness in his business practice. So overcoming fear, overcoming insecurity, whatever that is, it's holding us back to get those wins under their belt so they can get on their way. Praise God. Amen. I think one of the biggest wins too, in his case, and in some of my clients as well, was they went from being terrified to speak to looking forward to having opportunities to speak into a situation, to have their voice heard, to have their opinion heard and to be seen as well. Um, and so that's always exciting to watch that transformation from terror to delight. Uh, so that's been fun for me. Well, there, there's something sacred really about, I mean, God's given us all a voice, a very unique voice, a, a unique message. And it's really something sacred God has given us to find that voice and to find that confidence. It's really, it's life changing for me. The coaches that came into my life have, have changed my life because they've helped me 
to embrace myself, be okay with myself, and then have something to say that, that can be heard and that can influence others. So by helping find uh, leaders find their voice, they become more fruitful, they become more uh, more content, they become more effective, and they become more excited about sharing with other people. And it's here's a good thing. We talk a lot about multiplication leadership these days. If we can help somebody find their voice, there's the multiplication. They're going to reproduce that in other people. And we were really talking about that, encouraging our leaders to really pass that along to others. Find that confidence, find that peace, find that rhythm, and then you're able to share something really valuable with others that they're uh, they're going to always appreciate. I can't agree with you more. So we are thinking about what's coming next for Chosen to Speak. Well, next year is exciting for us. We're really looking forward to next year. Going back to Moscow, I'm actually learning Russian, uh, which is humor. There's an app for those learning, uh, looking to learn new languages called Duolingo for 15, 20 minutes a day. You could do Russian or Irish or uh, Spanish and just pick up new language, language uh, uh, opportunities abound and there's uh, opportunities around the world, unlimited opportunities to, to serve and connect uh, the gospel and connect uh, and ministry and connect Christ to areas. So, so Russia's on the, on the table for next year. We're looking forward to continue to expand the work there. We're uh, really excited about continuing the work to strengthen the work in Kenya. Our Kenya rep, Nathan is looking, really planning on developing our uh, curriculum in the um, Kenya uh, Maasai tribe language, which is called Ma, M-A-A, and he's working on that this next year, which is super cool. We're looking for translation in Spanish, uh, and then really domestically here, looking to continue to find churches to work for and look for and serve. We really are, want to serve. We're here to serve. We want to serve, and we're looking for people that say, you know what, I, I can grow, and now I can grow. Maybe this could be something I can, our church can benefit from and our church can use. Uh, for a lot of churches, and I think uh, you may uh, can relate in terms of some of your relationships with, with other churches, Kathleen. A lot of churches have pastors that can speak and a few people that can speak. But if the pastor's out on a Sunday, who can step up for them? Who can get in there and, and really you know hit a home run? Some churches have people. Bigger churches do. But small, some of the smaller churches especially, they don't have anybody who can just step in on the fly if the pastor goes down and really do a strong, capable job. So we're looking for to strengthen churches and strengthen church leadership by by coming alongside. And it's not for lack of knowledge, because a lot of these churches have deep theological uh, ideas and great discussions when the microphones are off. And it's not even for lack of wisdom or insight. It's often just lack of experience. People are afraid to get behind a microphone and to make themselves heard in front of a group. And so to be able to develop that it just has so many great repercussions. And I love the ripple effect that you're talking about, that your vision is so big and that you're trying to be so inclusive of um, other areas and other languages. So what an exciting future for Chosen well, to Speak. Well, long-term, we'd like to get into colleges as well as seminaries. Uh, typically a seminary teaching class, uh, uh, homiletics class, however you want to call it, uh, in seminary preaching class is what we called it at uh, Baptist Seminary I went to. Uh, a lot of the focus is on content, which is great, right? We want a good content. We want teaching from the Word. But they're, they're lesser focused on delivery, if you got delivery problems like I did back in seminary, my seminary sermon tape, God love it, hopefully it was burned years ago, uh, <laughs> was a problem uh, because of the delivery. And, and I wish, I wish somebody way back then would have said, you know, son, let me talk to you. You've got some issues here. We need, if, what, I always marvel, what if I'd go back, you know, 25 years to seminary class and somebody said, you know, you've got some potential, but we got to get the works, bugs worked out now. It would have saved congregations heretofore a whole lot of a... Uh, a whole lot of heartache, I think, by being able to help me slow down, uh, find a rhythm, and uh, it would have been instrumental. So down the road, we'd like to get into uh, seminaries, but that's that's for later, I think. Well, tell me how this is different from Toastmasters. 
Toastmasters is a good organization. They're a quality organization. They've been around the block for years. We actually, I attended a, a Toastmasters gathering when I first got started with a coach to to get help, to get support, and to uh, to really uh, get on board with it. But they're typically focused on performance. You know, they've got these speaking exercises they've done. Of course, these exercises go back to the Greeks and Roman days, where you're given extemporaneous, quick response speaking to a certain topic. So, good organization, some good people there, and really a uh, a quality group, so we commend them and appreciate them. But their goal is certainly performance. Their goal is the moment of getting up there and getting up there and shining when you're, you've got three minutes of fame in your uh, your group. Our our organization focuses more on, on the the depth of a leader, uh, the relationship with Christ, the relationship with their community, and really the relationship with themselves. What's really going on with you? What is it about you that makes it you have a love hate relationship with your tongue? I know for years. Uh, this fears would come out of me, things would come out of me, and I'm not really getting to the roots of those fears. And so I'm just going barreling down the road with more words. And more words, sadly, are not always the answer. It's getting in touch with who we are, what is our calling in the Lord, what did God put us on the earth to do. And out of that calling, out of that relationship with Christ, we're able to then help them find their voice and their niche uh, on this on this earth. Uh, so that's that's a little what's different. We, we really go deeper and, and spend more time. It's not a fast process, I need to say this. A lot of ministries and a lot of organizations come in there and they're going, you know, very, very quick to provide solutions, answers, and they're on the way. We really are trying to spend the time, might take six months, might take a year with a client, uh, but one, to make sure they're able to really have what they need uh, to go forward. And not just, a, not just a better speaking voice, we want them to be a whole, um, a holistically healthy leader. That's a, more of our heart. Well, there is something beautiful about being able to speak extemporaneously, but chosen to speak seems to be more intentional. Most of the exercises are prepare a three-minute speech on a topic of your choosing or answer this question. And so it requires you to really do the heavy lifting of what do I think about this and what uh, one thing would I like to convey and what's the best way to convey that to the audience that I've chosen. And so it seems to me like there's more intentionality with that um, and it requires preparation preparation. But most of the people that you're um, helping to succeed in leadership are going to be making presentations they've prepared or speaking sermons they've prepared or teaching a Bible study lesson they've prepared. And so I love that uh, Chosen to Speak helps people not only speak, but prepare to find their voice and and prepare to share it. I really like us to look back to Moses as our example of, of the ministry. Here's Moses who struggles to speak. Here's Moses who, who tells God at the burning bush, send somebody else. Here's Moses who, who really hasn't had any experience speaking yet. He becomes a national leader, has a national, is a, as a national figure, influences many, uh, many thousands of people for, uh, for God and helps move them in a direction past their bondage into a, a confident uh, future as they trust God. So that's our heart is, is to be able to, if Moses can do it and he's our example, guess what? We can get in there too and see transformation in our voice, no matter how awful we are as a, we think we are as a speaker, uh, no matter how much help we need. That is a, a humbling thing to, to have a coach approach us. We really want to know. I, I know I wanted to know when I got approached by a coach, how bad am I really, how much help do I really need? But to humble ourselves anyway and say, Hey, you know what? I can learn. Here's a season for me to grow more, to influence more, to shape our vision more as a leader and to really uh, emerge out of the uh, the ashes, just as Israel emerged out of the ashes of destruction when the place came through. Moses emerged as a strong, 
conflator because he knew he was speaking in the will of God and the words of God and really had the wisdom of God and he was a vessel of God. So you out there listening today, maybe that's you're that soul that says, you know, I know I need to get better, but I don't know how to do it. Here's your chance to step forward. So Dave, as a result of our conversation today, what would you like people to see more clearly? I'd love people to see more clearly who they are and, and how much God loves them, their purpose, why they're here on this earth, what they're about and, and what they have to say. Um, for a lot of us, we don't know what to say. If we got that moment in the sun, that moment in front of our church or in front of our family to say who we are and what we really want them to, to, to find more meaningful in their lives, we'd, we'd miss that. So for everyone that comes through our ministry, we really want them to have a clear picture on why they're on this earth, what their calling is, and where their voice can impact others in the greatest possible fashion. So for people that want to join Chosen to Speak, how can they find you and or the organization or both? The best place to find Chosen to Speak is on, our, on the website, www.chosentospeak.com. Uh, if you go on there, you'll hear some profiles about speaking. You'll hear uh, more about the ministry. You'll hear more about our coaches. And you'll also get to see our first chapter of the book for free. You get to download that here, our story, essentially, what we're about. And, and just some encouragement, essentially, to be a better speaker, have a stronger voice, and to get involved with our ministry, either as a client or we we'd welcome you and uh, invite you to join our ministry as a coach if you have the right, uh, uh, the right perspective. Thanks, Dave, for a comprehensive look at Chosen to Speak and for casting a bright vision for the future. I've so enjoyed our conversation today. Listeners, I hope you have too. We'll see you again next week. Can you think of someone who would enjoy our show today? If so, please share it with them. You can help others find us too by liking, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Visit today's show notes for show highlights, links to recommended resources, including our own, nis.media. I'd love to hear what you have to say, so drop me a line at Kit McCarty, NIS, on Facebook. And if you'd like to hear more from me, sign up for my periodic newsletter when you're on my site. I hope you are enjoying our new bumper music. It's from a music box that a friend gave me at Christmas last year. It is a treasure that had been tucked away in my Christmas decorations and now is on display in my home. May its sweet sound dance in your heads like sugar plum fairies and remind you of God's amazing grace and the warm feelings we have for you at Now I See. This episode, as always, is made possible by the production team at Headset Radio.